0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Tuesday. Not by much, but I'll take it. So let's recap the winning card for you. I cash of the Detroit Tigers under the one and a half in the first five, not once, but twice. You also backed that one on Twitter. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. That price was all over the board, by the way. I got a minus 125 overnight. It got up to a minus 160 at one point. When we added the extra unit for the Twitter vote, it was at a minus 135. Yeah, the first five team totals, they can dance around on us a little bit. But Shane Bieber, he danced out of trouble. So it worked out for us. Then I had the Houston Astros under the one and a half in the first five. And when you bet the under, I count outs. Shohei Otani got me 13 outs. So we have one down in the fifth inning. Nobody on, no runs in. I'm feeling good. I need just two more outs. He walks a guy and walks a comeback to haunch. I told, I tell you all the time, I do not like walks. And sure enough, after the walk, boom, two-run homer. I lose the ticket not once, but twice that was also my newsletter play. Got me in trouble with the wife there, too. We're watching Ted Lasso together, and normally I spend all night long on Channel 720 on DirecTV. That's the Major League Extra Innings channel where I can watch eight games at one time and just move around the audio. But tonight, she said Ted Lasso dropped a little early, so we're watching that. I'm following the game on the phone, and I got in trouble because I said some bad words during the show, and she got mad at me. So I'm in the doghouse, and I'll have to try to battle my way back, but hopefully... A winning day helps a little bit. I had the Washington Nationals under the one and a half in the first five. And you talk about dancing out of trouble. Logan Webb had the strikeout pitch when we needed it the most. One time he had runners on second and third. Nobody out. And he got three straight strikeouts to get out of trouble for us. And we cashed that ticket. Then we had Baltimore over the one and a half in the first five. And thank you to long way out on Twitter. He's a big O's fan, and he was leading the cheering section for us on Tuesday night. He gets that ticket home for us and helps us to a winning day. Then once again, on uh, Twitter, we cash on the Tigers. Newsletter goes 0-2. I lose on the Astros, and I lose on the New York Mets in the first five, minus the half a run there. They just couldn't get the sticks going in the first five. And unfortunately, when I made the wager, I thought it was Max Scherzer pitching, but he got scratched late, and I lose that ticket. Add it all together, not a great day, but we still make a dollar and twenty-seven cents. So if you ask me if I had a winning or losing day, guess what? I had a winning day, and I'll take that. So before we get to the card for Wednesday, a little housekeeping here. I made a comment about a bold prediction for July the 4th. So going into Tuesday, I haven't updated the numbers yet. I do that after I drop the podcast. The newsletter was 25 and 12, 67.6%, up 11.34 units. The podcast here, 87 and 65 in Major League Baseball. That's 57.2%, up 12 units. On Twitter, we were just 15 and 23, 39.5% down 10.85 units. So what that tells me is, well, I'm satisfied, number one, with the podcast numbers. That tells me the newsletter's inflated, and that winning percentage is going to come down. So if you want to fade something, you may want to fade the newsletter. On the flip side, Twitter's going to heat up here. We're not a 39.5% type of handicapper out there on Twitter. Historically, it's the law of large numbers. They still haven't worked out. The podcast picks, of course, four plays a day. Newsletter and Twitter, lower volume there. Sample size and law of large numbers takes longer to work itself out over the course of the year. So if I had a a vote here, once again, I'm going to tell you right now, I would be riding the Twitter vote and tailing that the rest of the year because that win percent is really going to come around. I think it's really going to move here between July 4th and right now. So watch that Twitter number. I'd be backing that vote on a consistent basis. That's just my two cents. I'm already backing it. So you might as well join in the fun. But now let's get to the card for Wednesday. First game off the board. Here we go. It's the Colorado Rockies at the Pittsburgh Pirates. So Antonio Sensalita gets the call for the Rockies. I apologize if I butchered that name. Two starts in AAA during his rehab start. Six and a third innings, 10 runs allowed. Not good. He had one start for the Rockies here with the big club. Went five innings, giving up just one run at the New York Mets. They can't hit anybody right now. Career 4.85 ERA, over seven years at the big league level. But when you look at Rocky's pitchers, of course, you need to be careful and dig deeper into the splits since at home, they're pitching in the Mile High City. But his road numbers, well, they're terrible. He had a 6.41 ERA on the road last season. And the year prior, he had a 5.05 ERA on the road. Pirate duh, splits here, ah, they're mid-pack, nothing special at home either. And then the ugly numbers, the Pirates have lost eight of nine games and have scored two or fewer runs in all nine games. So this team has basically gone from hitting a big baseball, like a slow-pitch softball hitter, to now being able to not buy a hit when they need it. So if you follow this play, please have your eyes wide open. We are willingly betting on a team to score three runs in the first five innings that has scored 12 combined runs in nine full baseball games. But as I like to say, momentum in baseball is only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. I think the Pirates are going to get some runs today. So I'm on Pittsburgh, over the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 105. Next up on the card, it's the Miami Marlins at the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Merrill Kelly is back on the bump for the D backs today, a three and three record. He likes to get decisions, I guess. A 2.75 ERA, a 1.19 whip. Three of his last four starts have been strong, holding the Cardinals the Rockies, and the Nationals to a single run in each of those starts. 3.37 ERA last season, 3.02 ERA at home last year. He did have one start against Miami, not so good. Five innings, giving up three runs. Lifetime, though, Miami hitters are hitting just 216 against Kelly with only two extra base hits. Miami ranks 27th in OPS against righties this year. And they rank dead last in scoring. So that's a nice combo. Add in the fact I get this play at plus money. Yeah, I'll bite the hook. I'm on the Marlins under the one and a half runs in the first five at a very nice price of a plus 120. Next up on the card, it's the LA Dodgers at the Milwaukee Brewers. So Clayton Kershaw goes for Dodger Blue today. He tossed some gems to say the least over his career. Five and two records so far this season, a 2.53 ERA, a 0.98 whip. Last time out, eh, not so good at San Diego. Lasted just four and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs on eight hits, two homers, and walked five. Five walks. He had only five walks allowed all season, over 38 innings prior to that start. Four starts in, road numbers look a little shaky this season with a 4.370 ERA. Last year, though, he had a 2.170 ERA on the road with a larger sample size, so I'm not going to overreact yet. Brewers hitters are a lifetime 10 for 63 off of Kershaw. That's a 159 batting average against. This season, the Brewers rank dead last in OPS against lefties. The price is fair. I'm going to take good pitching over good hitting. Give me the Brew Crew, under the one and a half runs of the first five at a minus 115. And the final play on the card for you, it's a gut play here. It's the San Diego Padres at the Minnesota Twins. So Seth Lugo will toe the rubber for the Padres today. A 3-2 and record, a 3.21 ERA, and a 1.34 whip. Pitched well last time out, going six innings, giving up just one run against the Reds. Solid career numbers with a 4.6, or excuse me, a 3.46 ERA. Road splits, though, have been a bit higher. Biggest concern for me, batting average against this year is a 278, second highest in his career. So he's hittable, as they say. Well, can the Twins hit? We'll find out. Twins hitters have limited at-bats against Lugo, going just 4 of 22 so far. Twins bats this season, ranked 21st in OPS against righties, 14th in OPS at home. I'm a Twins fan. I might be in denial, but the top of this lineup should not be batting, 213. 185, 233, and 200. Those four batters drew four walks on Tuesday. They hit some balls really hard. After scoring just six runs in four games, I think the Twins bust out tonight. I'm on Minnesota over the two and a half runs in the first five at a plus 115. That's a gut play. The numbers maybe don't say to do it, but once again, the eye test told me the Twins batters are really close and Lugo gives up some hits. So now let's recap your card for a Wednesday. I'm on the Pittsburgh Pirates over the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 105. I'm on the Miami Marlins under the one and a half runs in the first five at a plus 120. I'm on the Milwaukee Brewers under the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 115. And I'm on the Minnesota Twins over the two and a half runs in the first five at a plus 115. So that's your card for a Wednesday as Allie's manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.